As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Did I just make the song of the summer? Play that. some water on that good morning sweet world and welcome to the no dunks podcast on the athletic network it's thursday june 1st 2023 happy nba finals day I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory, and alongside me is the beard one, my top shot hot boy, Trey Kirby. hey hey And last but not least, over yonder, making the magic happen, it's Eshua Kid. How y'all doing? What's up, Esh? Hello. Tass and Jerome in Denver covering the finals. Check out their great work across all our social media channels. There's a really nice photo of Tass. He looked handsome. Sitting <laughs> in the ball arena, first row. He just looks great. He looks happy to be there at the NBA Finals. <laughs> Made my heart flutter. So go check those guys and the work they're doing across Twitter and Instagram and TikTok and all of our social media channels. Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Go get your No Dunks merch over at nodunks.com. On today's show, we're going to look at some random NBA Finals prop bets for the Heat Nuggets series, which tips tonight. And uh, we'll also hit the beach to answer a few of your NBA-related questions. But first... We got some more coaching news. Monty Williams and the Detroit Pistons have agreed in principle on a six-year, $78.5 million deal for Williams to become the franchise's head coach. According to the Athletics, Shams and James Edwards III, the deal has team options for your seven and eight and could reach close to $100 million in totality with the incentives. Woj says... It's the largest coaching deal in NBA history. Were you shocked, Trey? Because we thought maybe the Pistons are going the direction of a of a young coach, like a, maybe like a Kevin Ollie or a Charles Lee, Bucks assistant coach. And in the end, they go, no, no, no. We want money. Go give him all the money he wants to bring up. him here. So, yeah, six-year, $78.5 million deal with the incentives to maybe get up to $100 million. What do you think? That's a lot of money. A lot of money. For a coach. For one of the good coaches out there, a coach of the year, the best coach in the league, 
Probably not, but maybe the best coach left on the market who's going to be coaching uh, next season. Doesn't feel like Budenholzer is going to be back in the mix. So I guess Monty of the guys left was the number one option. Mm -hmm. And it basically sounds like he's a pretty good negotiator uh, with regards to salary. They came to him and said, would you be interested in coaching? He's like, nah. I'm going to take a year off, but if there was a team I would come back for, it could be the Pistons. You know, if you pay me $100 million, perhaps I will. They're like, okay, we got you, Monty. We need a culture in Detroit, Uh, and I think that's a good thing. He's a good culture setter, a good motivational guy, which is definitely what uh, the Pistons need as they try and get onto an upswing here. I don't think the Pistons want to be at the bottom of the standings anymore. Uh, And basically, they want Monty to do what he did in Phoenix. He showed up. The Suns were coming off of 19 wins. His first season, they got up to 34 wins. Devin Booker took a leap as a player with Monty Williams as his coach. So they're hoping for the same thing from the team and from Cade Cunningham, certainly. Yeah, how this went down is sort of fascinating. You said it there. After the Suns get eliminated from the playoffs, uh, Monty was fired basically immediately by Matt Ishbia and the Suns front office there. Detroit immediately checks in with Monty and his representatives trying to gauge whether he's interested in their coaching vacancy. And yeah, by all accounts, Monty Williams and his team say, you know, they tell the Pistons, they tell the Bucks, they tell any of these other teams, yeah, I'm not ready to commit. Uh, I'm, I'm leaning towards taking the year off. A couple weeks pass, and the Detroit Pistons say, I, I, let's check back in with Monty Williams. You know, there was maybe the tiny bit of interest if the money was right. And so they set up another meeting and obviously come to this huge, huge deal. And just for those that don't know out there, I think a lot of you guys are hoops heads, so I'm sure you have an idea about this. But like, it's not like, oh my God, what are the Pistons doing with their books here? The cap space they're using on Monty Williams is going to crush it. No, this is all on Tom Gores and the owner of the Detroit Pistons. You can pay as much as you want. This you doesn't pay as much as you this want. This doesn't have any effect on your team's books in terms of building your roster. So if it it's if there is a guy you want, like they obviously wanted in Monty Williams, then you can go out and throw the bag at his feet and say, <laughs> "Come to Detroit, come and coach." Yeah, and I'm with you. I think this makes sense. It looks like a great hire in terms of like let's replicate what the Suns did here in Detroit. We got the building blocks. We have Cade Cunningham. We have Jaden Ivey, Jalen Duran. Isaiah Stewart. We have the number five pick in this year's draft. We still have Bogdanovich. We have Wiseman. You know, I don't know if Bagley's going to still be there. There's some pieces that you should be better than a 19-win team. You should be better than 19 wins. There was a lot of hype for the Pistons coming into this season. Obviously, Cade went down with an injury and uh, didn't play a very full season. That kind of torpedoed the Pistons' chances of having some sort of an improvement in uh, Cunningham's second year. So they got to get him healthy because he's really the building block. I mean, Ivy as well. I think Duran is in the mix, but that's kind of where I stop. Those top two are the main things. Uh, So you want to put some good people around Cade Cunningham to get the best out of him. That being said, Detroit hasn't had a coach for six straight seasons since Chuck Daly. So I will be surprised if Monty actually makes it to years six, seven, and eight of this one. Interesting. Am I crazy or is this a long time? A very long time. Am I crazy or is this situation similar to the last time the Pistons hired a head coach? Because I remember, or what I think I remember was in 2018, Dwayne Casey thinking about taking a year off after coaching the Raptors for a long time and the Pistons' persistence. Willingness to pay, you know, give him a long runway, uh, convince Casey to take that job, who now obviously moves into the front office role. But yeah, they're sort of, they're trying that again. Maybe a part of this is like it is Detroit and there are more 
glamorous, you know, destinations that a coach might want to go in terms of the the roster buildup and just even where it is, maybe, um, and that you have to do this. But it makes sense to try this. But it's a long time. Yeah, but Definitely. now you got me a little discouraged, honestly, because it is it's Dwayne Casey all over again. He was brought in as the culture guy. Yeah. He was the guy who was supposed to take a young team and make him into a competitive team. I don't really think that happened uh, with Detroit. So hopefully it goes better with Monty. But yeah, there's definitely a Pistons premium here. You got to yeah. overpay if you're not one of the glamour markets. Only two jobs left now. Phoenix and Toronto. Wow. <laughs> Which is funny because we were just talking about Monty Williams having coached in Phoenix and Dwayne Casey before Detroit having coached in Toronto. But those are the two left. Um, and we will see uh, who they ultimately decide on. Doc Rivers, is he going to Phoenix? Is Toronto going a, a, a young guy, a first-time route? I mean, I thought we were convinced that the Pistons were doing that, and then we were completely wrong. Yeah, this is a, <laughs> definitely a surprise. You think uh, you think Isaiah Thomas had anything to do with it? He's been in Phoenix a lot with Matt Ishbia there. Yeah. He's seeing Monty Williams. I know he's still connected to the Detroit Pistons organization. Right. Probably says, hey, man, you should talk to Tom Gores. He's a good guy, and he's got a <laughs> lot of money. He's got a lot of money. <laughs> pizza, pizza. Uh, all right, let's get into some NBA Finals talk. We did a deep dive on yesterday's podcast. So if you haven't listened to, um, what was that, Wednesday's podcast? What day is it? Yeah, it is Thursday. Today is Thursday. Um, (laughs) My God. I was going to say Monday for a second. But we did a deep dive on yesterday's podcast. We've clipped that out, too, for uh, you YouTube viewers. So if you want to just catch that part, it's like 25 minutes long. TK and I breaking down X factors and storylines and things to watch for and ultimately our predictions when it comes to the finals. Go seek that out. Again, it's in the podcast yesterday or up on YouTube. Tonight, game one of the NBA Finals, we're going to be on playback. We'll fire that up. Uh, might be a little second screen for some of you, but uh, come kick it with us as we take in game one in Denver. But I have some fun questions for you, Trey, and I figured we could play a little What You Got. What you got? What you got? Yeah, What You Got, NBA Finals edition. Some of these of the... Prop bet varieties. Mm-hmm. Some I actually mm-hmm. found. Like these are real things you can bet on. Some I came up with. Okay, first okay. one. And play along in the stream team. Play along if you're listening later. Tweet at us at No Dunks Inc. Jokic's highest scoring game in the finals. Over 37 and a half points or under. What you got, Trey Kirby? That's a solid number. Makes sense. 37. That's pretty high. So I yeah. guess you gotta get to 38. It's happened three times. So far in the playoffs, for Jokic had 43 in a loss against the Timberwolves, 53 in a loss against Phoenix. Like, probably the most slept on 53-point game in <laughs> playoff history because Devin Booker was on fire as right. well, so he was the story coming out of it. But Jokic did have a 53-point game in a loss, and then 39 in another win uh, against Phoenix. I'm going over. Yes. I think there will be at least one game where Jokic is approaching 40 points because I think there will be... Some point in this series when the Heat decide we got to have Jokic become a scorer. We got to take this back um, to the 21-22 seasons when it was just Jokic out there trying to score. We got to take Michael Porter Jr. out of the game. We got to take Jamal Murray out of the game. And then you're just left with basically the same team that we saw from the Nuggets where it's just Jokic trying to pull the team over the line. So I think that will happen uh, at some point where they just try to make him into a two-point scorer. And when that's the case... 
Jokic could easily go for 40-plus. Yep, I'm with you on this. I, I really like at least once, if not more than once, him hitting 38 yep. points or more, if that is the game plan from the Miami Heat. Keep your eye, obviously, when it comes to Jokic, because he is so efficient on how many shot attempts he just is mm-hmm. taking in these games. If you look at the Lakers sweep, he never shot more than 24 times, and that was in the Game 4 victory to close out the Lakers. But that series before against the Suns, you know, he had a game where he shot 30 times. Uh, he had two games, I should say, where he shot 30 times. Another one where he shot 21. So, yeah, if it's 25 and over, if it's a 25 that 30 mark, uh, the way he got, the way this guy consistently puts the ball in the basket, then he's gonna hit those marks. <laughs> like I know 38 is a lot. Maybe in today's NBA, it's not even that much anymore. But yeah, I'm with you, TK. I, I hell, I would bet on him doing it more than once in this series. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I can't imagine the Heat getting beat the same way a lot of times. That would be the concernicus for me. But uh, the guy's awesome. He's yeah. going to score anytime he wants to. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of is it a game where Jokic decides, I want to score 40. Because the Nuggets tend to lose when he's scoring All over right. 40, right? They play better when he's in distribution mode. Uh, but I think, I think he's going to have a big series here. Okay. Uh, next one here. Highest margin of victory in any of the games in the NBA Finals. The line. Over 20 and a half or under 20 and a half? Will there be a difference in the final score in one of these games where a team wins by 21 points or more? Blowout. I, I don't like this line. I think it should be 19 and a half for the easy <laughs> 20. I think that's the only fair way to do it. But I'm going over. I think there will be a blowout uh, in this series. So far in the playoffs, the Heat have wins of 22, 19, and 26. I know 19 isn't there. I know it's not there, Damn Skeets. You'll be losing that bet, but it's one possession away from going over. They also have a 16-point loss, a 17-point loss. The Nuggets have a 19-point, an 18-point, and a 25-point win. There are just blowouts uh, yeah. that happen. The Nuggets are a great three-point percentage team. They don't always take a ton of them, but they could get hot from three. We've seen the Heat have been on fire from three for yeah. the entirety of the playoffs. So with that kind of variance, that kind of great shooting, it's easy to get some kind of a blowout. I actually think that the best chance for a blowout is tonight, game one. You think so? You got the Heat coming off a seven-game series, having to fly to Denver and play at altitude. The Nuggets have won two blowouts so far in their uh, in in their game one. So with the Heat tired, I could see Denver's home court advantage pulling them over here. The classic rust versus rest. Yeah, what happens maybe tonight? the Nuggets get out to a huge lead and the Heat are just like, all right, they got this one. That's true. Let's regroup for game two. Uh, if I, hey, look, if I'm a betting man, I'm with you again on this. I think at least one game. Unfortunately for us, nobody wants these. We nah. want close games, but there's going to be happens. there's going to be one at least where it's ooh, that's the final score. Ooh, they lost by 24, 25, and you know if it is Denver tonight or in one of these early games, then everybody's been going, oh, the series <laughs> is over. They don't have a chance and all that. So you know that's gonna happen. Uh, so I'm with you on that one. All right, to Jimmy Butler. Points per game for Jimmy buckets in the finals, average, not just once in a game. Will Jimmy Butler average over 27 and a half points per game or under 27 and a half points per game? I think that's a good line. Where does TK fall? Were this my heart skates, I would be betting the over. I would be wanting to root for Jimmy Butler to put up 30, 40 points every single night. Yep. Unfortunately, I'm going under for Jimmy Butler. Here's his last two seasons uh, by playoff rounds, points per game. The 2022 season, they made it to the conference finals. He went from 30 points per game to 27 to 25. This as the year. rounds went on. As the rounds went okay, on. Okay, okay. Uh, this year, 37 in round one against the Bucks. He had a 56-point game. Yeah. Skews things a little bit. Yeah. 24 against the Knicks, 
24 against the Boston Celtics during their finals run. 19 points per game, 23 points per game, 19 points per game, 26 points per game. Wow. 27 and a half, a.k.a. 28 points per game. That is a lot of points to average for a series at this stage of the season. Butler slowed down, no doubt, once game four came around. Uh, the Boston series. Also, I think Michael Malone's probably been watching the playoffs as well. He knows Jimmy Butler is the number one guy to take out, so he will be wanting right. to limit Jimmy Butler to under 27 and a half points per game. And I think that over the course of the series... Jimmy isn't putting up 40 every single night. You know, he's having a 40-point game followed by a 14-point right, game. Right. That's just how it's been uh, throughout his career, and I assume that will continue. Uh, maybe the other way to ask this is, does Jimmy Butler need to average over 28 points per game for the That'd Heat to win the finals? Very big. Uh, I'm with you as well. We are, we're in sync here. I'm going under on 27.5 for the series. I think it'll be very close. I think it'll be in that 25, 26, 27 point per game range. Fascinated to see Aaron Gordon on him, though. You, you assume he's going to get... Uh, a, a lot of that matchup. Try and slow Jimmy. Use your strength and your size and make it difficult. Don't jump on the pump fakes. You know, that's going to be yeah. a, a popular topic of conversation here. Like, uh, whether whether Jimmy should... He should attack this series the exact opposite he did against Boston, where for the first couple of games, pump fake, pump fake, yeah. pump fake. Then he started going right away. Do the opposite. Go right away Come here in games one and two, because then... You can go to the pump fake, and it will start to work if they start getting into the rhythm that you are just attacking right away. But ultimately, I'm with you under 27.5 in the series. I saw that Aaron Gordon said Jimmy Butler is going to be the most complete player that he's had to guard so far this postseason. Oh, I like that. Okay, interesting. He guarded Kevin Durant and LeBron James oh, complete. so far. What does he mean by complete? I don't know, but it means he's got a lot of respect for Jimmy Butler. Hell yeah, as he should. buttering him up. As, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. He's buying all the big face coffee right. he can get his hands oh, on. And he's, he's got the most delicious beverages as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, next one here. Um, I'm calling it Finals MVP Wild Card because if you are actually looking at the odds – for who's going to win finals MVP, Jokic is the runaway winner, then it's Jimmy, then it's even like a Jamal Murray, right? Possibility you could see him having okay. another big series. But take these guys off the board, because like that's just like too easy. I want to know, of these two, what you got? Finals MVP wildcard, Bam Adebayo, or Aaron Gordon? Who has the best chance <laughs> to actually win a finals MVP? If you had to pick between these two. <laughs> Make That's the case. That's pretty crazy. Make the case. That's pretty crazy. I think actually. this is fair though, because Bam, the second best player, really on the Heat. Is he number four? Like, is he fourth in odds? I could tell you in a second. Uh, I yeah, mean, I would, it's low. You would think so, since he's, he's the four. second All Star. He's twenty-five to one. Where, yeah, I mean, like Jamal's yeah. twelve to one. Yeah. Um, okay, so wild card. I guess it's got to be Bam, because I think I think the Nuggets can win the finals if Aaron Gordon isn't the finals MVP. You know what I'm saying? Like, they can win if he has an average series. If he scores 12 points per game and gets lit up by Jimmy Butler, the Nuggets can still win. Yes. I don't think the Heat can win this series with a poor Bam series. Okay, okay. He's got to slow down Jokic a little bit, maybe get him into foul trouble would be humongous uh, for the Heat. And then he's got to do a little bit of something on offense. We can't see the bad touch Bam that we saw in games six and seven against Boston. He's got to push in transition. He's faster than Jokic. That's definitely his advantage in this matchup. So he's got to get out there and run, beat him down the court. And he's got to be a distributor as well. He's been probably the second best shot creator for the Heat after Jimmy Butler. Caleb Martin certainly in the mix as well. But you got to get a good BAM series on both ends of the ball 
if Miami is going to pull off this upset. Right. And if that's the case, then sure, maybe he'll get a finals MVP. I think it's pretty <laughs> unlikely, however. <laughs> I think it's, I think, yeah. I would go as far, so far to say if the Heat were to win the finals, you know, and pull off this upset once again, I could still see Jokic winning finals MVP. <laughs> With monster, monster numbers in a weird seven-game series, but the Heat pull it out, and he's still, like, 35 yeah. and triple-double. Uh, I like the BAM pick here. Just so everybody knows, yeah, Jokic minus 400, Jimmy Butler plus 340, Jamal Murray plus 1,200, 12-1, as I said. BAM, 25-1 odds, Caleb Martin, 33-1, Tyler Hero, remember him, 66-1, and then, <laughs> I haven't even said his name yet, Aaron Gordon and Michael Porter Jr., 80-1. to to win Finals MVP, I wow, just think this is wow, wow, wow. yeah Tyler Hero over those guys. I know yeah, that's a little strange. Isn't I it? mean, I can see okay, I can see Tyler Hero over Aaron Gordon. Uh, to yeah. be quite honest, just because you can see the narrative yeah. of Tyler Hero comes back in Game Three, scores thirty in the first sure. couple of games, and suddenly the Heat are back in this thing. But Michael Porter Jr. is going to be playing from the jump. He's right. going to be out on the court as the series tips off tonight. Okay, here's how I want to make a case that Aaron Gordon could potentially win Finals MVP. <laughs> Here we go. Let's say Bam. Surprises everybody and actually contains, slows, whatever, yeah. bottles up Jokic a little bit, maybe gets some of those points that he gives up back on the other end, tries to keep it a wash as sure. much as possible. Maybe, which we've talked about, the Heat do an awesome job of taking away Jamal Murray. That He's a huge key to this series if they're going to pull this upset off. They have to like not let this guy get in rhythm, catch fire, score 30 a game. Like they, let's say they, they completely take that away. Could Aaron Gordon then be left as like an Andrew Wiggins type player. I felt like there was finals games where we were trying to convince ourselves, is is Andrew Wiggins going to win finals MVP over Steph Curry last year? Look at the job he's doing defensively. Look at the the, the contributing uh, scoring he's doing. He's hitting some threes. It's far-fetched. Very far-fetched. But he would have to totally take out Jimmy Butler. I think that would be a big part of this narrative. Like that Iguodala-Wiggins you know, defense that we've seen, and, and then add in some three-point shooting, like maybe these are the games where he hits. <laughs> All right, that's the case for it. It's not going to happen. But that's good. And uh, and got a, got to limit both Jokic and Murray. Yes. <laughs> got to take both of them completely out of the game because I just went and looked up the voting. Wiggins was awesome in the finals last year, and Steph Curry was the unanimous finals MVP. I mean, Wiggins was choice. awesome. He averaged like 15 points per game. Like, it wasn't. Yeah, but he's, he's rebounding, man. He was great he's on rebounding. the glass, and he did a decent job defensively. <laughs> That's going to be tough. Yeah, it's going to be very tough. Okay, here's a good one. More likely outcome. Nuggets sweep, Heat and seven. That's tough. I think that's tough. Neither of these is going to happen. Uh, <laughs> so which is more likely? Yeah. I think it's more likely that the best team in the playoffs sweeps an eight seed. Just out on on the surface of it, that yeah. looks pretty happening. Like that just happens, you know. That yeah. does happen. The best team. It one happened seed, in 1999. A one seed sweeping an eight seed. It happens. Yeah. And there can be competitive sweeps. We just saw it in the Lakers series. They're all pretty close yeah. games, but nonetheless, a sweep. I just think it's pretty unlikely that the Heat beat the Nuggets in Denver for Game Seven. Mm. The Nuggets haven't lost a home game yet. Right. right. No doubt Miami has the gumption to pull it off, a Game 7 win in Denver. But I think it would be, if the Heat win, I think it's more likely they win on their home court in Game 6. Okay. So if you had to pick between the two, you think Nuggets sweep, sweep yeah. is more likely so. to you, yeah. even though you don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to yeah, happen. You're a Nuggets in six, man. So am I. And I saw our good friend Amir Blumenfeld 
on Twitter say, people that pick Nuggets in six are just scaredy cats. They're afraid. They're weak to yes. just say Nuggets yes. in five. Yes. Did you, would you like to respond to that? <laughs> He's right. <laughs> He's absolutely right. Tass is the boldest of us three. Sure. He went for uh, Nuggets in five. But um, look, I'm a Bulls stan, so I'm a Jimmy Butler yeah. stan. Yeah, I yeah. think he's going to win two games on his own. Well, there you go. <laughs> but it could be one tonight. If they win tonight. Big time. And this series gets very interesting. Uh, all right, next one here. What is slash will be in the finals the most tiresome talking point? The the ratings, you know, probably looking at it poorly, let's be honest. If uh, well, well, hopefully not, but let's see. The altitude. Did you know that Denver is uh, at quite an altitude? I believe you've even already said the it. The Mile High City? Yes, that's right. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Or the late arriving Miami Heat crowds, <laughs> which uh, Tass has uh, pointed out before, even in this postseason run, gets all the Heat fans upset. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Which one will be the most tiresome talking point Al- already, in your opinion, or moving forward? <laughs> ratings, altitude, late arriving crowds. Uh, the ratings is big heading into the series, but I think it's going to come up less as the series goes on because the series is going to be going on. People are going to be talking about what's actually happening out there. I will say, though, that it transcends location which I think is big for what's going to be talked about more because, you know, you can talk about the ratings if they're playing in Denver or if they're playing in Miami, whereas the other ones are kind of city specific Mm -hmm. uh but i don't really think it's an in-game talking point uh that we're gonna hear the espn crew going back to time and time again and honestly like right now i kind of feel like the ratings conversation has already changed to the who cares about ratings you should want to watch this anyways if you're a basketball fan right right yeah we're feeling very uh defensive about our sport here well we are but i like the uh, an argument i've heard to why do we care at all it's like if i were to tell you Trey, game one last night did a 16.7. Do you even know what the fuck that means? Like, do you have any idea, like, if that's good, bad, well, average? Uh, well, Skeets, are you, t- are you counting the outside the home numbers? <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> are you counting bars? <laughs> do you don't know. all streaming numbers? Yeah, I don't know anything. Yeah, we don't know. Nobody does. Except I'm maybe, s- um, I don't know. Leslie Nielsen. Sports Media Watch. Yeah, that guy does. <laughs> John Uret. That's it. <laughs> he definitely I, I'm so jealous, man. I wanted to be a Nielsen family my whole life. <laughs> you get that box that, like, tells people what you're watching. I've never, known a, I've never known a single person. I've never met a Nielsen it. Yeah. family. Never seen it. Maybe it's like a Fight Club thing where if you get it, you can't tell anybody. <laughs> or else they come and take your come box. Come over and they, and hey. they skew with the numbers. Yeah, exactly. Um... So, I think I'm going altitude here. Okay. We're going to get a lot of altitude talk, especially Tonight. in game one. Yeah. It's going to be big time. If the Heat look tired at all, it's going to be a combination of game seven plus altitude talk, which is definitely a hard thing to combat if you're the Heat. Sure. Um, and at this point, I think people kind of expect Miami to show up late for some of these games. Right, so, right, I don't right. think it's that big of a story anymore. And these games are starting earlier than normal for the finals. 30 minutes earlier in a lot of them. True. Remember true. We had the nine o'clock and now we're now we're to eight yeah, thirty. Okay. Yeah, eight thirty. But they had games. Sundays. They had games. Yeah. Uh, uh, the Miami Heat fans during the playoffs where they started like seven thirty. Yeah. And for some reason they can't make it for seven thirty. But you give them that extra hour, I think they're going to be fine. I don't think that's going to be. Sun's still up point. at seven thirty, man. <laughs> it's, it is weird walking into like a building when yet. it's bright. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I agree with that. I was going to add to this, and I, it was a bit cumbersome in terms of wording, so I didn't know how to do it. And I wanted to get your take on it. You're seeing a lot of, if the Nuggets go on to win, that it's going to be the quote-unquote worst ring ever because <laughs> look who they had to beat. 
They beat a play-in team in the Minnesota Timberwolves. They beat a Suns team that had only played together, you know, whatever, 15 games. <laughs> a little bit more when you count the playoffs. They beat another play-in team in the Los Angeles Lakers. And then they were, and then if they win the finals here, they beat another play-in team in the Miami <laughs> Heat. And people are like, oh, that's so easy. That's not that great. That's not that impressive. What, what's your reaction to that? Well, look, it's going to be weird that there's quite likely going to be an NBA champion who beat two eight seeds in one playoffs. That's pretty strange. Yeah, pretty That's strange. just weird. But also, one seeds beat eight seeds. Happens every single playoffs. So that's understandable, especially in the first round. That's just more credit to the Heat, to me, making it that far. But everybody on ESPN was picking the Lakers to beat the Nuggets as soon as they made the trade. Good point. And also, Nikola Jokic just went through Kevin Durant and LeBron James. You can throw in Devin Booker and Anthony Davis as well as all NBA players. He's going through some of the best players in league history, averaging a 30-point triple-double and shooting 60% from the field. So, yeah, the seeding numbers are low for some of these teams, but the players aren't. Yeah. And also, like, what is Denver supposed to do in this situation? Like, uh, the Lakers show up there in the conference finals? No. Like, no. No, no, we can't play you and maybe beat you because then people will say, well, you are the seventh seed, so that's going to look bad on us. Like, you got to play who's in front of you, obviously. And honestly, like, look at if they do it another way. They win the eighth seed series, no matter what, against the Timberwolves. Then what? They're supposed to go and beat the Kings? Right. Like, you have to, like, pick the next best team. Well, yeah. Who would it be? Who would they have met in the. No, they played four or five, so the four would have been the Clippers? Were they the The fours? Suns were four, Clippers were five. Suns were four, Clippers were five. Okay, so whatever. That one's going to go either way. I think the Suns are the more respected opponent in this scenario with their stars actually healthy. Kawhi and Paul George weren't. But, like, if the if the Warriors made it, people say they're just the sixth seed. Right, If the right. Kings made it, they would say, oh, it's their first time in the playoffs in 17 years. Sure. They're all, Ain't yeah. no way to win. Yeah. They're getting the Spurs treatment here because they got a big center who doesn't really want to be the superstar. Mm. As their talking point. So people are like, they play beautiful basketball, pass, and don't talk trash. Boring. Right. People want to poke Spurs mode. Yeah. 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 It's a good point. Uh, All right. Well, let's hear from everybody on that one. Most tiresome talking point. Ratings, the altitude, or late arriving crowds. Potentially (laughs) in Miami. Final one here. It's one I obviously made up. I will talk to my bookie about getting it uh, pushed through on (laughs) one of these sites. Total wedgies in the NBA Finals. I set the line at a half. Are we going to get one? been a long time. And more, or are we getting zero? Because it has been a very long time since we had a wedgie. We're still stuck at 57. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. We haven't had a wedgie since round one? Yeah. Clay Thompson last wedgie, April 23rd. Yeah. No, sorry, April 30th. Dates, man. (laughs) That's a month. That's a month, man, plus... That's brutal. Brutal. That's a long time. And here's why it's extra brutal. We're at 57. So close. 58 is the all-time record in a season. To tie it, 59 would set it. We thought we we thought 60 was in play, and now we now we may not even set the all-time record. We need one wedgie to tie it, and we need two to break it. That'll be sad. Trey, are we get this close? Are we getting one? Uh, I gotta go over. I can't. I can't go for the under here. I think it's gonna be Max Struess or Jamal Murray. Who gets the wedgie? Oh, you're calling the player. I like that. Yeah, only because Max Struess is from Chicago and Jamal Murray is from Canada. <laughs> That's smart. <laughs> that is so smart. best possible result for us. Okay. Yep. Okay. We need one. We had to include that just to like talk it into existence. I thought these teams are. I shooting thought we were getting well, one in game seven. I know they're both good shooting teams. We need yeah. a bricky heat. But game. they, you know, the Heat shoot a lot of threes. I like that chance. Like Kyle Lowry yeah. could stick one on the wing there. Yeah. Us, he's yeah, had yeah. a couple this season. So come on, Lowry, come through. Uh, all right. Well, uh, you tell us 
all of those prop bets there, some real ones, some made-up <laughs> ones. Uh, where are you going? Let us know. I'm sure you are right now in the stream team. And drop them in the comments, your answers, or tweet them in. At no dunk sink. That was a lot of fun. Very excited for game one. Even more so now. I'm pumped. Yeah. I can't wait to talk about the ratings tomorrow. <laughs> uh, can't wait till the overnights come in. Before we go to break, I wanted to make a quick correction on a short we posted yesterday. <laughs> this is a first. Uh, we had a really fun short put out on our social media channels. Our guy Jerome doing a great job. It was basically labeled, did you know the Denver Nuggets are trying to become the first Western Conference team, not from California or Texas, to win an NBA title since 1979? That's a crazy stat. Mm -hmm. That's just insane. Every Western Conference champion since 1979, since the Sonics did it, has been from California or Texas. They have a lot of teams. They have seven of the 15 teams, but still a little weird. But the quick correction is, I mean, you have, you have problems with dates. I have problems with years. Because you say 1980, yeah, yeah, the yeah. year after the Sonics in 79, and you go to 2022, the Warriors, mm -hmm. doesn't that feel like 42? It, do, it feels like 42. Uh, it drives me it nuts. It feels like 42. But it's been 43, 43. champions. <laughs> so we had 42 champions I had in the short since the 79 Sonics. It's been 43 is the correction. 23 from the West, 20 from the East. And the reason I noticed this or it was brought into my, atten my attention was somebody said, hold on, you said the Lakers won 10 titles in that span. They actually won 11. And I'm like, oh, hold on, you're right. Wow. Five Showtimes, five uh, Kobe Shaq Kobe's, yeah. if you want to call it that. And then LeBron. And then LeBron, that's 11. I was like, oh, God. So anyway, 43 champions since 79 Sonics. 23 from the West, 20 from the East, and all of those Western teams from California or Texas. So there you go. I could sleep at night now. <laughs> That's good. I like that it seemed like a really serious thing we were going to talk about here. You're like, uh, give me an ISO here. I got to gotta apologize. Well, I didn't ask for an ISO, but I was given one, yes. <laughs> really have to apologize <laughs> for a short that I mentioned where I was one champion off. Yeah, I know. It doesn't even change the fact, at least. Like, it's still true. But... Yeah, it makes it more impressive. <sighs> You know what? It really, it really upset me because I looked at that basketball reference page a, a hundred times. I added it up. I double checked it. I triple checked it. But it was that 1980 to 2022 that got me because I then I'm adding, I'm, I'm adding them all up, and I'm like, well, 42. That makes sense. Yeah, but God, I say, hate that. You say since the Sonics in '79. That's the way you got to think of it. '79 to 22. 43 years. That's right. There you go. That's yeah. right. That's yeah, a good yeah. point. Okay. Anyway, let's take our first break. When we come back, we'll hit the beach. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, you sexy beasts joining us on YouTube live. Hit that like button. Make sure you subscribe. We hit 75,000 subs mere minutes before going live here today. So thank you to everybody that has subscribed to No Dunks. And uh, 
keep sharing it with your friends and get them to subscribe and your family. Sorry, I couldn't hear myself in my cans. <laughs> was I talking extra loud? You sounded the exact same to me. Oh, you want to know something? Except for a that, big uh, pause before family. You were like, should we ask people to tell their families? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I just thought of this, but one thing that really pisses Nora off is um, if I like throw in AirPods and I'm listening to a podcast, let's say, while I'm eating, she'll look over and go, you eat so fucking loud when you, don't, when you can't hear yourself. Like, I must just be, like, chomping away and, like, grunting. And I think, like, I think I do. Do you know what I mean? It's like when you can't. I, I can't imagine you change it when you're. I think I do. You're like, like you put them in, you're like, I'm going, I'm going sicko mode on this food. I don't know. It Turn gets, it up. Let's eat. She can't stand it. She can't My mom used to hate on me when I was a kid. She's like, you're eating your cereal too loud. Because I was like... Mm, I'm I get, I get, I get <laughs> blasted by Norm. Cereal's one of cereal. the worst ones, I guess. Yeah. Because I inhale cereal too. Oh, I you put I, in the AirPods, you get the cereal. I'm like that, uh, that you gotta meme. You got to turn the TV up to 50. <laughs> All right, let's hit the beach. <laughs> Eater, what can I tell you? I'm a mouth breather. Probably comes Probably all works. I can't do it. Uh, first question. Surf's up. No dunkers. I'm writing to you all from the beach right now. Clearwater Beach in Tampa, to be specific. While it's on the beach, I had thought of what an all-NBA beach team would look like. So far, I've thought of Larry Sanders and Dolphin Shays. <laughs> I couldn't come up with the rest because I'm having too much fun soaking in the rays. So I'd love to hear some other names from y'all to help create the official all-NBA beach team. Warm regards. Nice. That's from Jonathan Laura. Warm regards. Think he was peeing in the ocean? <laughs> Probably. Um, who do you got on the all-NBA beach team? I oh, mean, I got you. Good TV. start there with Larry Sanders. Yeah, Larry and Sanders and Dolphin Shays. <laughs> dolphin Shays is very funny. Um, I tried to stay away from sand and dolphins because, you know, Jonathan already hit it. So here's my yeah. here's my all-NBA beach team. These are all retired players. Uh, I really love the backcourt. Steve Splash and Dwayne Wave. <laughs> <laughs> also really love the frontcourt. Towel Gasol and Swim Duncan. Swim Duncan's good. But here's the question. Yeah. Your center? No, no, I think oh. those guys are both centers. I need a wing. Oh. That's true. But what do you think? I mean, I got I got splash and wave in the backcourt. I got towel and swim in the front court. Do I need defense or do I need three point shooting? Do I need Dale Shellis or Raja Shell? Dale Shellis or Raja Shell. I think Raja Shell's the better. It sounds better. Yeah, the better. It sounds better, but I want a Dale on my team. <laughs> uh, you want that three-point shooting? I get it. All right, so what's the team in, in, in Steve total? Steve Splash, Dwayne Wave, Raja Shell, Towel Gasol, and Swim Duncan. There it is. You know who our coach is? Can I get it? Yes. Um, Not a current coach, okay, well, but his son is. His son is a current his coach. His son is a current son. coach. Uh, Bickerstad? B- um Bicker sunscreen? No, I don't think it's sense. Close. Bicker. What am I? Where? You're, you're right there. Where is it? What's, How, a, what's his first it's name? JB. What's his dad's name? Uh, uh, what's his dad's name? I'm drawing a blank. Bernie. Son Bernie Bickerstaff. Damn it! I, I was there. 
Wow, that's good. Oh, I thought of some dumb names. You got some more. Danilo C. Golinari. Oh, boy. Yeah. Sandy Aldama. Sonny oh. Weems. Trey Surfy Third. <laughs> Tom Kite. <laughs> Alan Crabb. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Those last two are pretty good, actually. <laughs> Real names. There you go. Yep. There you go. All right. Hope that uh, helped, Jonathan. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed the uh, the beach. Clearwater in Tampa. Wait, Tom Kite is a golfer. Greg Kite is the NBA player. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Kite on the beach. I can't imagine that, actually, looking at this guy. Well, he's in the sand. All right, next one. Keep it going, man. Uh, no buffs, no dunks, crossover cue. Oh, my God. If they did a survivor season of all NBA players, one tribe of current players and one tribe of retired players, who would be your eight members of each tribe that would make the most entertaining survivor season? That was... By way of Twitter, at CDown44, merging our two pods together. This, No Dunks, and of course our Survivor podcast, No Buffs, which just wrapped up last week. Good question. I wanted to come at this a different way, though. I didn't want to do two tribes of eight. Because back in 2015, Survivor aired their 30th season. (laughs) We're at 45 coming up in the fall. But their 30th season was titled Worlds Apart, White Collar, versus blue collar versus no collar. The 18 castaways were divided into three tribes according to their professions and sort of their approach to life. So white collar castaways who worked in the corporate world had a bit of a, a bit of authority in their roles. Sure. Blue collar made up of castaways who do for the most part manual labor and then no collar <laughs> which was still really weird. <laughs> were just like free spirits and had like passion-based occupations there was a guy named uh vince sly who was a coconut vendor <laughs> that's a that's a no collar type of job sly was that was his, his name? last name <laughs> yeah you remember vince right? remember that oh, guy? Yeah, oh yeah his name was vince sly uh coconut vendor vince so anyway i want to take worlds apart the white collar blue collar no collar spin it into an nba version yeah so survivor 45 it airs in the fall it's already been recorded so survivor 46 it's going to be titled NBA World. Okay. Legends versus Stars versus Scrubs. Oh. So, the Legends tribe. I could only pick retired Hall of Famers. Uh, I'm going with Tim Duncan, a.k.a. Swim Duncan when he's out on the water. <laughs> because Tim Duncan's brother works on Survivor. This is a, a little known fact. We should make a short about this. We should make a short about <laughs> uh, this. He's like a... Is he um? A camera operator? Or I maybe, think so. Maybe, I think he's, yeah. he's definitely a crew member. Yeah. I thought uh, camera. So what would the dynamics be? <laughs> <laughs> would Tim Duncan's brother be like sneaking him a Snickers bar and stuff like that out on the island? What would happen? Uh, I'm going Tim Duncan. I'm going Magic Johnson. Positive Magic Johnson on Survivor. He reminds me a little bit of like when they had Jimmy Johnson, like way sure. back in the day. Like just that upbeat. <laughs> Nothing can break me. I'm always positive, but we'll find out. Does yeah, when Magic yeah. gets a little hungry, when he doesn't have his cookie or his cookies, <laughs> what happens on the island? I like the idea of him uh, coming into the voting booth and saying, "I could. I'm considering voting for <laughs> Anthony, everybody. Jimmy, Kevin, Joel." <laughs> Just right, yes. down everybody. Okay, so Tim Duncan, Magic Johnson. Uh, give me a Larry Bird. Gotta have them both. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You gotta see. Are they gonna work together? Or are they sure. not? Um, Dennis Rodman. We need a crazy wild card out there. 
has appeared on reality shows. He would go on Survivor <laughs> NBA uh, World. And then I was going to go a couple of different directions. Uh, I had a bunch of names in the running, but because of what's happened recently in the news, I think we got to get Ma- uh, Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen out there. <laughs> and we got to put them on the same beach and see what goes down. We got to see what's because happening. Because Michael Jordan, notoriously like the most competitive person alive, maybe, <laughs> put him on the same beach with Scottie Pippen again, a teammate. You want to keep that tribe strong. But you know he hates him right now. Oh, man. We know yeah. Pippen hates him. Yeah. Oh, what are the dynamics? What do we do? Is he going to throw a challenge? Michael Jordan going to throw a challenge Paul. and try and get Pippen out? Paul. Along Paul. with Magic and Larry? <laughs> so, anyway. That's the Legends Tribe. Stars Tribe. I had to pick from current. Like, as of this year, current NBA All-Stars. You don't need to overthink it with some of the big names. We want people to tune in. Give me LeBron James. Give me Giannis. And give me Steph Curry. Three of the biggest guys in the league. Then I wanted to get a little more unique with it. So I went, Lowry Markkinen. Here's why. Yeah, sign him up. Well, he just, or I don't know if he's still there, but he was finishing his military work in Finland. Right, I assume he can make a fire and, like, do some outdoorsy stuff. (laughs) I'm just (laughs) being in the Finnish military. I feel like you've got to do stuff like that. I assume we can make a fire as well. Yeah, so let's put him out there for that reason. Drew Holiday's on this beach. He's considered the greatest teammate maybe in the league. The you nicest guy. You would like guy. him on your tribe, for I know, sure. Yeah, I know. That's a great one. And then, sort of like the Rodman play with the Legends tribe, uh, we got to get Kyrie out there. <laughs> who, 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 yes, we got to yes, get yes, Kyrie out yes, there. Okay. I mean, Kyrie could win this game or he could quit on day one. That's a great point. So, I think it's uh, he's a wild card I want out there. So, LeBron, Giannis, Steph, Lowry Markin, and Drew Holiday, and Kyrie. And then the final tribe here is the Scrubs tribe. End of the bench role players, two-way guys, G-leaguers, or just like guys that don't play a lot. And maybe their personalities for other reasons. So Deep here, benchers. Here's who I went with. Mac McClung. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great one. We got to have him Great one. Scotty Pippen Jr. <laughs> it's the blood versus water season. Okay. 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 What happens if Scotty and Scotty make the merge? And would uh, would Scotty Pippen Jr. vote and out his Scottie dad? Scotty and Scotty. Okay. Uh, Boban. Yeah. That'd be oh, fun. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Getting down the coconuts and stuff like that. Like just such a a great character. Luke Cornett. <laughs> I don't know why, but I can picture a guy. I guess. And this is no offense to our guy Scott Pollard. Just like uh, Luke Cornett vibes in a way to me. Sure, like, yeah, sure. And Scott Pollard was a better player, but like, just put Luke Cornett out there. I just want to see like what these legends and stars would be like. Why is he here? <laughs> why? Why is he here? Um, Udonis Haslam is on the Scrubs tribe. Now that okay. is going to piss him off. He's a three-time champ. Obviously, now at the end of the end of his career, end of the bench. Yeah, I think that I think there's some interesting. Uh, Dynamics that play with him being on that tribe, but you know, was a not an all star, but was a good player. So, how does that play out? Trying to think, he would have a connection to LeBron. Good point. The star tribe. Good point. Did he play with anybody on the Legends tribe? He's been around forever. I guess it's possible. Did you say Shaq? No, I didn't have Shaq. I kept him off for Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, tough criteria there. Yeah, get on the stars. And then uh, final name. Uh, and it's only because I saw him in a clip this morning playing on the Team USA three-on-three world basketball team. He's trying to make the Olympics. Give me Jimmer Fredette. 
Okay. Let's put Jimmer out there on the island. Jimmer. And see what happens. So, Mac McClung, Scotty Pippen Jr., Boban, Luke Cornette, Udonis Haslam, and Jimmer Fredette is my Scrubs tribe. And there it is. I love it. Would you tune in to NBA World Legends versus Stars versus Scrubs? I know you Absolutely. would. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's a decent cast. Who's going to win there? Who's going to win there? Wow, that's a... Probably a Scrub. Probably. Probably. Like... Don't let Boban stick around. He's well liked. Don't let well-liked. Boban stick around. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let me win one. Don't let me make final tribal. Um, I mean, Drew Holiday could go under the Drew radar Holiday's for a, a good very one. long yep. time. Uh, I like those two guys. Boban, Drew, and then I'm not betting against Michael Jordan winning this thing. <laughs> I got. I, I feel like he's going to play too hard. Get voted out early. Yeah, I They're like, we can't let him get on a run here. Uh, can Michael Jordan, is he a good swimmer? Is that something we know? I have no idea. Yeah. I've never seen like a Michael Jordan water clip. I don't think so. After his second year in the NBA when he was running in a swimming pool to rehab his foot. Yeah, I can't think I was on comply I can't with me. Remember ever seeing a thing of him in a pool. That's a great question. <laughs> so maybe he can't. Maybe he knows like uh, I'm good at everything. Who knows? Staying Who knows? Out of the water. So anyway. Uh that's my uh that's, that's my great. NBA survivor. Put way too much work into that. <laughs> but great question there from what was your name on Twitter? You were C down forty four. All right, next one here. A couple more. Aloha, no Dunkaruskis. Longtime listener, first time emailer from Connecticut. I absolutely despise the Celtics. Sorry, B Town Boys. With everyone in my family and now my roommate being diehard Celtics fans, it's been awful hearing every year, quote, we're going to win it all, or quote, this superstar is going to come to Boston. However, I did grow a fondness for Robert Williams III, aka Boston Rob. <laughs> Has he been called that before? That's really funny. I think Lee called him Boston. Oh, Rob. that's really, that's a survivor time, yeah. obviously. Um, so my question is, what's something you hate, <coughs> but there's one bright spot that makes it slightly bearable? Churn up, butter guys, slossum. <laughs> that's from Matt R. Uh, something you generally hate, but, you know, there's a bright spot to it that makes it slightly bearable. Churn up butter guys slossum good has been living rent free in my head <laughs> all day. It's good. Churn up butter guys <laughs> slossum 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 uh, should take over for absolutely slossum's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely slossum. There's a short there. We'll get on it. Uh, for me, I think it's mowing the lawn. Okay, I hate mowing the lawn. Didn't have to mow a lawn for like 20 years, mm-hmm. but now I got my own lawn. And I like that it's my lawn. Yeah. I'm mowing my lawn. I, I was you. mowing my mom's lawn back in the day. Also, my lawn is tiny, which is what Doesn't I really take like. Too, too long. Like 20 minutes oh. to mow. It's so easy. I only need to use one battery in my Ryobi skates Ooh, that's good. before recharging. So for dipping my toe back into the lawn mowing game, I'm pretty happy. Good for you. That it's small. And that, so it's that it's small makes it slightly bearable. Yeah. And then, I mean, it must be some... You know, after it's done, looking at your lawn, going, looks nice. Looks nice. Looks nice yeah. Fresh yeah, yeah. cut grass. It looks really good. That's a good one. I went with something similar, actually. A chore. Flipping your bed set, changing your sheets, Ooh. changing your comforter, That's changing your one. pillowcases. I hate it. I, it's one of the like my least favorite chores to do. I will do dishwashing, vacuuming, any outdoor work, way before I have to flip the bed. Sure. But the slightly bearable part is. There's nothing better than getting into it's a, worth it a fresh bed set. Yeah, it's awesome. The smell, so clean, 
So I love that part. That is, that is honestly great. It. Yeah. Like it'd be, <laughs> that's one of the benefits of being in a hotel. You get fresh sheets <sighs> all the time, even though I don't get my room cleaned every night, which maybe I should, because it is nice it's having really, fresh sheets. It's really so nice. nice. It's nice. And it's just that smell. And uh, I just hate doing it. It's just such yeah. a pain in the ass. I don't mind the sheets part, but I really hate duvet cover. <laughs> the worst. Oh. I found I mean, out. It's like you can do it by yourself. It's definitely easier as a two-person job. Way easier. Yeah, but still I found sucks. out um, like within the past 60 days that for the 14 years I've been married, I've been doing the buttons wrong on the duvet cover. What do you mean? I don't know. They're supposed to like button so they get hidden on the inside. I'm oh. doing it from just the wrong direction. <laughs> I was like, wow, that makes it so much easier. <laughs> I'll, what are you doing, you fool? I'll say this. It probably exists. And I should just buy it, but tell me if it doesn't. I hate with our duvet cover is, you know, you unzip it. We don't have the buttons. I don't mind the zipper at the end. But then you go into the corners and you got to untie them. Like, our, oh, like we have that. So they I, stay the in the tie, corners. The tie, yeah. I hate that. Untie them. The oh, my God. Tough. Then we got to tie them back up. Why aren't those snap buttons? Why aren't those snap buttons? Now, I would assume it's because in the making of the actual duvet inside itself or even the cover you don't want that little piece of metal that little snap metal banging around or maybe snapping it's, around but yeah. like wouldn't that be so much easier <sighs> snap it right man. in snaps are good does that exist tell me if it does i'm buying it because i hate 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 the little bow tie we're gonna come out with like the sickest duvet cover <laughs> people are gonna be like a basketball podcast made a duvet cover but like, yeah but you should see how easy it is to put it's on really, and off. <laughs> really easy I mean, we have figured out how to make a lot of products smarter, easier. Like, I feel like the duvet cover has been forgotten about. Yeah, it's been left in the dust. Yeah. It's like the violin. They hit the perfect thing. They're like, we don't need to innovate anymore. <laughs> All right, final question here. It's a quick one from Carlos on Twitter. Bob Myers left the Warriors because it was time. That's what Bob Myers said. Uh, what is something y'all left or stopped doing because it was time? Shout out Lee Ellis. <laughs> I guess Carlos assuming it was time that Lee said, I'm done podcasting. I'm going to go play basketball all around the world. Um, what do you got for this? What do, you, what do you call it when he shows up on your beach to play basketball? Lee Shellis. <laughs> oh, I didn't know if you were talking about Carlos or Lee or Bob. <laughs> Bob Myers works for the water. Yeah, Bob. <laughs> uh, I think it's sneakers for me. I wear sneakers a lot less often uh, uh, these days, Skeets. Uh, it was a combination of things. Number one, too many sneakers came out. It was just like an incredible shoe was coming out every single week. Mm-hmm. Number two, all the best sneakers were impossible to get. So it was like a bunch yeah. of shoes maybe that you didn't want, and the ones you did were going to cost you $5,000. And I'm not trying to pay a, pay a premium on a shoe here. Right. Uh, and then we had the pandemic. Wasn't wearing a lot of Where shoes. Are you going? Wasn't wearing a lot of socks. Got into slip-on mode and kind of haven't looked back. I'm, in, I'm loafed up four days a week here. I say Friday's the only day I'm going to wear a sneaker here wow. in the Classic Factory. So, yeah, I, I've moved on. I've moved on to old man shoes, well, basically. You saved yourself a lot of money, I assume. Not Classics cheap, only. These clothes, or these shoes. I mean. Exactly right. Um, and that's the other thing. I like. I don't necessarily love when my sh- sneakers get torched, but every other shoe I think looks awesome when it's completely messed up. Uh, uh, so like they get better with age, and that tends to be the case with a shoe made of leather. So, mm, good point. Whatever. Yeah, I wear my shoes into the ground for sure. Yep. Um, but I never was like you, where I was like, yeah, I want this one, or I want to have this one, or this colorway, or whatever. I, there was like a small window. Tiny. Oh yeah, yeah. Probably yeah. when we worked at NBA TV, where you're like you're 
just being seen more yeah. even on air. It's like, okay, you want to get into that a little bit, but not now. Uh, that's a great one. I went with street races and not of the Fast and Furious uh, <laughs> type of street race. I've told the story before, but I'm undefeated in a street race. And my version of a street race is usually at a, at a party with a bunch of friends and everybody getting way too drunk and then saying, who's the fastest of the bunch and let's take it to the street and let's just have like sort of a makeshift 100 meter race on the pavement. Uh, never lost. Probably like a 7-0, and 8-0 all-time record over a span of 15 years. <laughs> it's probably doing it the most from 97 to eh, probably 10 years, 97 to 2007. I would say before we moved here down here for sure. Never had one down here. Too hilly. You're telling, you're telling me you were racing street racing as an adult. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That's when <laughs> we had some of the most epic street races, <laughs> for sure. That's why I saw Ben Rycroft bite it on the first first kick out of the block. Bite it on the cement. It was a little wet that night. We shouldn't have been racing. Conditions were not good. But that's uh, why you need a governing body, Skeets, to I make know. those kind of calls. But after a certain amount of time, getting older. The street races were retired. I wanted to retire too, having an undefeated record, because I knew the, the you know some, the youth a youth movement was coming up. <laughs> and I was getting a, get I wasn't winning. Get I wasn't winning as quick as yeah, I used yeah, to. Yeah, so yeah, uh, exactly I right, lost man. the step, so I retired by the street races. <laughs> I left the game. That's a pretty funny like Fast and Furious parody. <laughs> Adult street racers, but they're racing like literally foot racing. When on the I street. think about it, it. I mean, that's what it was. It was like a drag race, but it would like, the party would like, whatever the party would stop because we'd all flood out. Cause you know, everybody's talking a big game. Oh, you're faster. No, he's faster. And oh, you ain't beat me. And then people would set up. We'd have like the, 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 you know, like in, in Fast and the Furious, like they'd have the hot girl that dropped the, uh, handkerchief or whatever. We didn't have that. But so you dropped their arms. We had the finish line. It was always determining how far it was. Someone would, inevitably come out of their house and yell at us because we're doing it in a like a residential area <laughs> being way too loud what, what your exhaust was too loud <laughs> well, your feet were slapping too hard on, on the pavement when I hit the NOS man <laughs> the NOS was like a Red Bull and vodka um yeah, no, we'd always get yelled at because it's just a bunch of hooligans out on the street but, but you'd always be like hey, we're just racing here <laughs> It's not illegal. It's not illegal to have a street race. It's not a residential neighborhood. So you can run down the street all you want. <laughs> you think you'll ever be back out there for one last race? <laughs> Honestly, I bet. I bet. I bet. Like uh, when my godkids or something are like they're older, like in their yeah. teens and you know party age. I'll race you. Yeah, I'll get out there. <laughs> stretch it out. Give it a go. <laughs> Tear my, uh, you know, Achilles in the first. You know, step. Uh, you know, your uncle Skeets used to be a street <laughs> racer, don't you? <laughs> really, really? What kind of car do you have? Ah, oh, no, 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 no. Feet only. <laughs> yeah, Fred he hasn't, Fl- been, hasn't been beaten ever. I'm literally the, you you the take him? I'm the Fred Flintstone of Fast and Furious. Uh, <laughs> street race. Um, hey, somebody put that on my Wikipedia page that I've never lost a street undefeated, race. <laughs> undefeated street racer. Please do me a favor there. Uh, great questions, guys. They're calling you two feet, two furious out here. <laughs> J.E. Streets. <laughs> it all works. Oh, that's good. We should do a parody. Right? That's pretty funny. Oh, pretty great, funny idea. Guys, great questions. Uh, keep them coming, obviously, throughout the, uh, the finals here because... 
there's a lot of downtime between these games, so we'll be hitting the beach a lot more. NBA-related questions, silly questions, whatever you got, tweet them in at NoDunksInc, email them in NoDunksAtTheAthletic.com, or leave them in the YouTube comments. I gotta get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang-loose hand or a salute, but man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch! We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of NoDunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. <laughs> wow. Twitter. All right. Tweet of the Night comes from actually Jeb Bush, who just tweeted simply, the Shaq Shaker Chameleon. And he tweeted this out yesterday, and it had this accompanying TikTok video that is an AI-generated Shaq fitness commercial that we have to play. Roll it, Esh. Body power that you can shake? What could be next? Shaker, Chameleon Fitness, Flabby Buster BM. It's time to get jacked with Shaq's Whack Jacker Chameleon. Stout your abs, midsection, nipple area, flabby buns, belly button, horse face, and This big man shakes the Shaq Shaker Chameleon like a cobra strikes his prey. Take your muscles to the cobra shaker. Check the big man way with the Shaq Shaker Chameleon. Blast your Shaq Jack, attacking your back, neck, and heart to reach groin area. Gain over 5,000 pounds of pure muscle. Whoa, with the whoa, whoa. Blast it. Shake it up. Shack Shakers Chameleon BM. Shake two Shack Shakers for a Shake Shack Shaker of a Shack time. Shack Shaker Chameleon Fitness Flabby Buster BM. I nurture my skin. Shack Shaker Chameleon. Available at Larrabee's, Yarn Mart, Fang Stop, and Tooth Town. Get yours today. They got him a Tooth Town. Tooth Town, yeah. Oh, good. Oh, good. what a share from actually Jeb Bush. Finding that on TikTok. That is... I mean, it says AI-generated Shaq Fitness commercial. I know those AI-generated things are weird, and it looks like it for sure, but, like, a part of me is like, no way. <laughs> or what did they put in there that spit that out? Like, it's so good. Oh, my God. I'm, like, seeing this and how uh, high quality it is. <laughs> I don't even 
don't even think we have to write the street racing movie. Just throw it in. Make an AI-generated movie about street racing, but it's adult sprinting. Let's see what comes up. That's such a good idea. Right? Let's so, see what it comes up with. Oh, I love it. The Shack Shaker Chameleon. Uh, thank you to, actually, Jeb Bush for sharing that. That is so damn funny. And that is Tweet of the Night. And that is, hopefully, another classic edition of the No Dunks Podcast. You tell us. Leave your boys a five-star rating and review if you're a podcast listener. If you're live here on YouTube or watching later, hit that like button. Make sure you subscribe. And join us tonight on Playback Game 1 of the NBA Finals, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. It's on ABC. Now, here's the thing. For those of you in America... I don't think we're going to be able to actually like sort of watch the game together. We'll have to be a second screen experience for you. International league passers, no problem. You'll see the game like you normally would on playback. Uh, but until next year, the start of the NBA season, playback's hopefully uh, going to have the ability to go back to showing the games. But anyway, come kick it with us if you want. We'll be on there. You can see our faces. And uh, I don't know, we'll have to do something for halftime too. We have the best halftime show in the game. Yeah, we have yeah, to do yeah, like yeah, yeah. Sporacle quizzes. Or uh, what's you what's the segment you call? Oh, uh, the guys being dudes halftime video extravaganza. There's that. We can send them that. in. Send we, them in. We'll see if you can watch here. Send in your best uh, TikToks. Maybe we can get the um, AI generated uh, Two Feet Too Furious movie debut at halftime. Debut. <laughs> sure, like they debut. Sure. Uh, they debut commercials like movies <laughs> yeah. coming up. We can the trailer drops at halftime. Yeah. So join us tonight, 8:30 p.m. Eastern. That link is in the show notes, uh, both for the podcast and YouTube. Thanks for joining us, though. We'll see you tomorrow here for the Drop Podcast from the Classic Factory, talking about Game One. Till then, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, if you're suffering from horse face, make sure to get a Shack Shaker Chameleon or two. Brace the day, people. Thank you.